Hello and welcome to Lights, Camera, Dumbass. I'm Jay. And I'm Joe. And this week we watched the wonderful movie uh, Polaroid, a 2019 flick about a haunted Polaroid camera. And it's a horror movie and there's a haunted Polaroid camera and it's a horror movie. It's definitely. And that's about as much as I have to say about it. There's a lot. There's a lot. Honestly, for the first... Okay, well, this movie's an hour and a half. And honestly, I was feeling like it was pretty okay for about the first hour and five minutes. Yeah, it has a decent amount of... It's okay. <laughs> it, 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 there's some good spookiness. It's not very offensive to the senses. Um but it's uh it does move at kind of a breakneck speed mm-hmm. and gives you a whiplash <laughs> it does give you whiplash it uh happens very quickly um uh, but yeah can we get a, a brief synopsis of what happens in this movie jason yeah, i would personally sum up this movie by saying um it, it starts out with a scene where um we kind of have like a scream-esque or like the ring-esque opener with just two characters that are completely unrelated to the plot at all. Um, And like spooky stuff happens to them. They find a camera. And honestly, that first scene, they could have just left it there. That could have been a short film on its own. And that would have been, well, not great, but it would have been better. It would have been excusable because most short films aren't great. No, no, they aren't. But it's like you, you've I got mean, it so feels, much time. Yeah, I mean, it feels like kind of like a like a YouTube short film. You know, there have been. Um, God, but after that, it it continues on to uh, the rest of the movie, which is a girl named Bird, which is never explained besides the fact that apparently when her dad saw her after she was born he thought she looked like a chicken like a cornish game hen yeah game hen yeah which is it's a weird backstory but you know as long as we get a main character with the name bird fletcher i'm not complaining i just wanted to make her quirky but yeah so she uh she finds well she works in an antique store which really doesn't come up much except for the fact that like it kind of kicks off the exposition well and also you know it's got to establish as for some reason i feel like all the movies we've watched so far it has to establish that she is certainly not like other girls yeah like how could you have a a movie with a protagonist especially a female one oh god yeah (laughs) bad you would not want yourself to have like a female lead in a movie and have her be like other girls because well, other girls can't be leads in movies Dumb. exactly she's got to be like weird she's got to be quirky <laughs> yeah god it's it's the epitome of that and they made her a horror movie protagonist yeah but uh yeah so she gets this camera from I don't know if he's a co-worker. Actually, no, he's not. He's just this guy that simps for her. Um, <laughs> like, hardcore. He finds this cool old camera at a yard sale, and she, like, 
nerds out in a hipster way and he's like oh that's really cute and quirky and then she takes a picture of him and he dies yeah like that same night mysteriously he's like looking at old pictures i think he is a co-worker though he's either a co-worker or he's just like a hipster who likes film photography so i think both are equal possibilities anything Uh, about the photographer she brought up so well he doesn't have to be like well photography history he just knows what a camera is you know but there are those out there i believe it was a uh it was a really rare and cool camera and she was like how'd you find this and he's like i don't know so either he was playing dumb or like he is dumb but he you know (laughs) comments about like like, why do you work here like you're it's all dusty and dark in here which does not go away for the next hour and a half oh no the entire movie is dusty and dark there's like every single building they're in there's like one light and it's (laughs) awful because you can't see anything uh but you know it's artistic it's a choice it's edgy it's it is cool it's cool like how yeah how could it be scary if you could see literally anything? I mean, Midsummer <laughs> proves that you don't have to have dark to be spooky. But this did get them true. It was produced before that. Yeah, well, they really leaned leaned into the dark everything. Um, and it is legitimately difficult to watch as in, like, you really can't see what's going on because so much of um this movie and all of their scenes are just shrouded in darkness um and most of the time it doesn't make sense but that's fine um but yeah our our simp our noah centino knockoff <laughs> our simp our simp our, our noah centino knockoff yeah he kind of does look like noah centino um he's like looking through old slides on like one of those what are those like a projector yeah. But it has like the what is that called? Um, a projector. <laughs> yeah, but it, like it has the little photographs in oh, it, and it like, yeah. that one. Um, and he's going through, and he's like looking at stuff, and then he sees like a shadow in one of the pictures, and then the sheet that he's projecting it on falls down, and then the sheet gets up, and there's like a ghost in the sheet, and then the he dies. It's like a version of the scene from it. Yeah, it very much is like that that scene from it, but it's very it's a better it's movie. Good. It's a better movie. Yes, it is actually worthwhile. This I, yeah. I don't know if it is, but I don't think it deserves a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I will say it. That is it's weirdly harsh. It's like okay, so this movie's like not that bad. <laughs> It's not that bad. Like, I think this is definitely the best worst movie we've reviewed so far. Yeah. But I mean, I don't even know if I would say that because I feel like best worst implies that it's so bad that it's good. Like, you know, like the room type deal. But this, I feel like, I mean, I do agree. It is the best worst. Wait. (laughs) We're confusing ourselves, but like, I'm confused. Yeah, my brain is not big enough for this. I don't have enough wrinkles to process this Our information. Are... Um, but like, <laughs> smooth as glass. Um, but uh, yeah, it's honestly not that bad 
of a movie. No. It's pretty run-of-the-mill horror yeah. movie. It's very, it's not very special, other than a few things that make it kind of flawed. <laughs> um, but it just, it, it very much follows the same kind of track and structure of your run-of-the-mill haunted object horror movie, like The Ring and that sort of thing. Uh, did not mean to rhyme, but, you know, I've got the time. I don't know what I'm doing, JC. Save me, please. <laughs> um, so beginning, well, I'll, I'll back up to that. Like, there's another example of a girl getting her picture taken and, like, you know, she dies after she hears a spooky ping pong ball in her house and she, like, bonks her <laughs> on a light in her basement or something. But, like, the funny part about yeah. that scene is she has a Star Wars droid ring <laughs> That is true. That is true. That's, like, maybe, like, 30 seconds into the movie. And I, <laughs> from that point, we just lost it. Like, it's, it's just weird, because I swear it's, like, a sound effect that I've heard in lego star wars the complete saga first of all great game second of all it literally is like a star wars sound effect and it's very uh i mean it's it's great it's it's amazing what's the but uh oh yeah, yeah. also so uh getting back to our main character bird she always wears a scarf for no reason but as soon as i saw it i immediately said to joe like wait is this like the scarf scary story and he was like, what? So I explained uh, a classic tale, which you may or may not be familiar with, which is uh, like the story of this girl who like wore a scarf every single day and people would ask her to take it off and she never would until like she was on her deathbed. And then she takes it off and like she just her head falls off. And I 100 percent like thought that's where this was going. Yeah, but it wasn't. She just had a the scarf becomes very inconsequential. Like it seems like it's gonna be a thing, but it very quickly is not a thing. Yeah. Um, that being said, we were wondering what the symbolism yeah. of the scarf was, but it quickly <laughs> relevant that it didn't even matter by the time the movie was over. Yeah, it, it really they kind of gave you a Chekhov's gun and threw it out halfway mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, she wears the scarf because she's like hiding a scar that she has on her neck that she got in the accident. Because of course there has to be the accident mm-hmm. that happened. Um, that I, it's her, her dad and her got in a car accident. Her dad died, and she feels guilty about it. So she wears a uh, scarf to cover up a scar on her neck. But one time she's like, uh, uh, you know, there's a group of teens trying to figure out this ghost stuff. And she's like looking for ghost stuff, gets her scarf caught on like a vent or something and has to take it off. And you never see the scarf again. So it was really kind of a downer because JC and I were really, really planning on analyzing that scarf. Yeah. It's not even, it's like maybe halfway through the movie too when that happens. Yeah. It's a sad day for, for scarf analysts everywhere. It truly is. It truly is. But, you know, um, <laughs> You know, I was going to say one thing we could analyze is the symbolism of her dressing up as Red Riding Hood to go to a costume party, but that has no significance either. No, (laughs) I mean, no, 
it seems like it was maybe supposed to, but not really. There's just... It's fine. Everything, they... This pattern follows throughout the movie. Everything seems like it's being set up to go somewhere. And then it doesn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's very much a kind of a, a... Even though I would honestly say this movie is decent, yeah. um, it feels pretty half-baked in, like, kind of what they were thinking. What's the whole point of this movie? Or what are we going for? And it's like, eh, just throw some stuff in there. We'll figure it out. Throw a scarf in there and don't answer it. Leaving scarf analysts everywhere disappointed. Scarf analysts do not approve. This movie gets zero out of five scarves on our scarf list. (laughs) Maybe that's why it has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that what they say? They're like, what about the scarf? You never Never address the scarf. The best part, and, I know. think, is uh, the line picks or it didn't happen because they're trying to be funny and, like, on brand. And a few they, teens yeah. and, like, yeah, we really know what the kids are up to these days. But it's just so bad. It's so awful. Well, it also, it also came out in 2019 where I don't think the, the term picks or it didn't happen hasn't been uttered for 10 years prior to this movie. Yeah, no. The only... <laughs> Like, the only time someone has said it has been an adult trying to relate to kids. Yeah. Well, okay. On that note, I think it is hilarious that in this movie, where we're following a bunch of high school students who are, like, hip and cool, none of... They're so baffled by the concept of a Polaroid camera. <laughs> they all say, like, oh, you There's shop like... at Urban Outfitters, don't you? We're like, why'd you take a picture and then it came out blank? And the main Yeah, like what is it broken? What's going on? And it's like, dude, <laughs> it's twenty nineteen, or it was twenty nineteen when this movie was made. Polaroids are like a thing. They're cool. They're like a they're like a whole style of photography that we're all into as the teens. I would know. I'm part of the young generation. <laughs> as uh, a five year old, <laughs> yes you are. As a <laughs> Leap Day baby. Leap Day baby. But yeah, like um, Come on, Tumblr was 2014. Like we all love Tumblr <laughs> aesthetic with the fairy lights and the hanging little, like Polaroids, like decorative. Yeah. Like that's a look. When I was when I to when I back in my day when I was like 15, 16, Polaroids were like coming back into style. I'd go out with my friends. We take Polaroid pictures. It was a thing to yeah. do. I just my. <laughs> 15 and she has like a polaroid camera that she got probably like three or four years ago like one of those little instax like cute little like Uh aesthetic ones she still uses that thing because like it's hip it's hip with the kids honestly though it is a good look too i'm a i'm a fan of the polaroid aesthetic it is honestly but uh yeah that might also be because I listened to Mac DeMarco, but that's an unrelated issue. That's something uh, else to mock you for. That's, yeah, that's a whole other thing to get into. We don't need to mock <laughs> Joe right now. That's the name of the game. But either way, I think it's very funny that they present these hip teens who are very just so enamored by this quirky girl who's bringing around a Polaroid camera. It's like, she's so weird and crazy that she knows like, cameras. They call her camera girl. Don't. They Do call they? her scarf girl. 
they call her scarf girl which is you know another reason why it's so frustrating that they leave the scarf scarf plot line unresolved i think the only thing they're really trying to show with her losing the scarf is like she's changing and she's becoming different and she's getting growth but like none of the characters develop at all during the movie really fun well they're there are barely characters in this movie. They're kind yeah. of like okay. they show up for a second and then well But they yeah. they they just don't get there. They don't deliver. Nah. Which isn't like that surprising. Horror movies aren't the most character focused. No. no, it's all about the But Yeah. It's about the spooks. But yeah, so in terms of the actual plot of this movie and trying to explain it to you guys, um so it's, you know, just some kids, uh, you know, this girl, Bird, she takes pictures of everyone while she's at this party. She's dressed as Red Riding Hood, as mentioned before. And at the same time, this is when the Noah Centino simp knockoff is getting killed. Um, so, like, accidentally, she, like, gets all of her friends, uh, like, pictures of them. So, you know, like, all these spirits you know the spooky ghost boy in the camera is coming after them like one by one but the real plot twist well the first one of like three this is the only successful one in my opinion show (laughs) in picture of like a big group one which is like at this point the only one left that there is her reflection in the picture so the ghost is coming after her too yeah that was done that was done actually pretty well because that's when she's like exploring um the antique i think it's the antique shop that uh, no what is it i think it's the antique shop but it's so dark yeah right yeah because it's it's the place where not noah centino has been murdered and she's like investigating doing some Mm scooby-doo investigation um and the ghost is coming after her, and she's like, "What's going on? I'm not in any pictures." And then, oh yeah, we haven't even talked about uh, Timothy Sprouse. Timothy Sprouse, <laughs> the beautiful love child of the Sprouse twins and Timothy Chalamet, because he looks back hey. mix of the two. Well, he really do though. He is a pretty boy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny that fact. Yeah, like. I guess he looks nice, but he really just gets dragged into all of this because, like, he's at the party and is talking to the main character because he thinks she's quirky. And then he's in the picture and he's kind of, like, pulled along with the group and she clearly has, like, a little bit of a thing for him. That's never developed. He, like, fits perfectly with the group, you know. There's no... Uh Like, nothing addresses this at all besides vision. Yeah. Again breakneck pace for this movie it moves very quickly it's only like an hour 20 minutes really um and no time no, is wasted not a second not a second despair um, but yeah so uh timothy sprouse in the car is like waiting for her and he's looking at the polaroid and it's like oh something's not right with this picture and he like looks closer and as they drive away to run away from the ghost that's after them he's like you're in the picture you're in the window your reflection's there and legitimately though it's done pretty well it It was like kind of like oh whoa that's interesting it was like it it wasn't that surprising but i was like okay they did that really well 
Yeah, they were they were messing with kind of the concept of the movie and kind of doing it in an interesting way. And also, uh, I thought it was it was a a clever way to do it because, especially as like a photography thing, I think it's cool that you would have kind of um, like almost a mess up in photography where you have the reflection of the photographer in a picture end up actually incorporating into the the kind of plot of the scary ghost thing where it's like because you messed up as a photographer and got yourself in the picture now the ghost is also after absolutely you. like honestly i was i was kind of wondering like is she going to be the only one that's going to be able to stop this because she's not in the pictures because right. she's a photographer she doesn't like getting her picture taken like you know that's her personality trait um so I was like, okay, that kind of, that could check out. Um, and mm. then when she started getting attacked, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. However, one plot twist they did not, like, deliver on was the the story of how <laughs> this camera came to be possessed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit all over the place <laughs> and it really like the most whiplash inducing part of the film is this explanation and the immediate like follow-up explanation that comes afterward however it's also the best part of the movie yes um would you care to explain joe or would you like me to I could give a shot. I don't know if I totally got it, but basically they find out that this, they look in the bag that they found the camera in and they find that it has one of those like crime scene tags on it that you would put into evidence for like something that was found at a crime scene. Um, And so they go looking through the library archives to find like what crime is this camera connected to? And they find that it's connected to this crazy dude who like killed three teenagers in the 70s and like, whoa what's up with that so they track down the house of this guy and they meet his sarah. wife who is played by sarah palmer or the actress who plays sarah palmer in twin peaks which is pretty good very uh, good we are huge <laughs> twin peaks enthusiasts absolutely um but they're like, hey, ma'am, tell us about your crazy murder husband. And she's like, my husband isn't a crazy murder husband. He's just a good father. And basically, she says that, like, her daughter was kind of like a weirdo who stayed at home, but she was super into her they camera, call- which was the Polaroid oh, camera. Um, in school. Yeah. And, uh-huh. And, yeah, exactly. She gets called camera girl at school. She gets made fun of. And but like, apparently, as Sarah Palmer tells it, um, this group of kids from her school, like lured her out of the house and tricked her into like being their friend. And then uh, they took like compromising pictures of her and spread it around the school. And it drove uh, camera girl to suicide. And then camera girl's dad, the serial killer dude is like really upset. And he goes out and he like, tortures and kills these kids that spread these photos of her, his daughter and now and then he was apprehended by the cops in 
absolutely the best scene in this movie where it's a flashback of him in like a dark room and he's like pointing a knife at these kids he's like hey and then the cops come in and they shoot him and he's like no and he gets shot and falls back into the development tank and then a light falls into the development tank and the camera falls into the development tank and he like jostles very um not convincingly but hilariously and it's a wonderful scene (laughs) and apparently since he was still holding the camera when he died his soul was trapped with the camera Uh uh-huh and now he is seeking revenge on the one last person who he didn't murder in his life who who was allegedly spreading these photos of his daughter and drove her to suicide and they go to the high school to find the yearbooks and like okay who's this kid from the 70s who did it and they find out it's the sheriff who's been helped or kind of helping them just been around this whole time getting all the different like friends and the group that have been getting killed and time he sees like timothy sprouse and bird whatever her name is bird fitcher wait Fisher. And then each time he's like, oh, you kids, like. <laughs> uh, you crazy kids and your camera ghost. It's not even a thing. <laughs> like, Come on. We all know if these kids were not like the picture of being white, they would have been arrested for murder. Well, yeah, because one of the kids like slaps a cop. Yeah. And then, he's like, and then the sheriff's like, I don't like it that you're hitting my guys. And it's like, yeah, if they were not the whitest kids on earth, th- there would be some police abuse. He <laughs> would have been over on. in like five minutes. Um, yeah. Well, it would have had a very different story. Yeah, there would be a whole different plot line. Um, but <laughs> after they find out that it's the sheriff, he shows up behind them and he's like, What are you kids doing in the school at night? You're trespassing on private property. And they're like, Well, uh, we know what you did. And he's like, Oh, well, uh, did you know? Wait, hold on, hold on, Jay, did- before you go forward. Did you know that I made this girl kill herself? <laughs> I'm sorry, what do you have to say, Joe? Oh, before you go forward, I do think it is important to highlight the best line in this movie, which is when (laughs) he's like, what are you kids doing in the high school at night looking at yearbooks? And they're like, what are you doing in the high school? And he's like, what am I doing here? I'm the police. (laughs) I can do whatever I want. And it's it's fantastic. Anyway, as you were saying. No, you're good. He's like 100% following them. And they're like, well, yeah. Oh, that you made this girl kill herself. And he's like, oh, you do? You do, huh? Well, that's not the real story. Let me give you the real story. Because I got the scoop. Because I'm the cop. Um, (laughs) And he's on the case. And he apparently, uh, like, this is literally, like, maybe a minute after we've heard the initial. It it is the next scene. (laughs) He's like... So actually, we were friends with this girl, and her dad was the one that took compromising pictures of her, like, throughout her life, and then, like, somehow they got out at school, I don't know how, but they just, they did, and then she was embarrassed about it, and then we tried to stop it and help her, but we couldn't, like, her dad went crazy because he didn't want everyone to find out that he was taking these pictures of her, so he killed all my friends and I somehow got away with no explanation. Um, 
And like, yeah, after the other kids died, then she killed herself because yeah. she felt bad that her dad had killed them and then her dad died. Like, and he makes some comment too, like, to the main girl, like, yeah, she feels really guilty that her dad died. You would know something about that. Like, <laughs> remember that your dad's dead in the accident, Bird, which is your name. Yeah, honestly. And it's just, wait, yeah. hold up. Like, it just smacks you in the face. Like, all right, I guess that's feasible. <laughs> it is literally. You describing it as whiplash is very accurate because it's like, okay, we just got used to this story for the plot. And then it's like, um, that story's not not right. Let me tell you the real story. Real. And then five seconds five seconds after this has happened, and we're like, okay, I guess that's what's happening. Maybe we'll get confirmation about it later on. Nope, because the ghost shows up and one of the kids takes a picture of the cop. And the ghost grabs the picture and tears the picture in half. <laughs> and the cop is torn in twain. <laughs> yeah, but here's the funny part. He literally says, like, oh, yeah, like, before he gets killed, of course. He's like, oh, yeah, kids, like, don't believe me? Check the dates. She really did kill herself after all this went down. And the kids just look at each other. And that's when they take the picture of him. Like, they never check. They never <laughs> <laughs> there's no like, confirmation of which story's correct because either one honestly seems feasible and like either one is shitty like <laughs> but yeah. both of them are just like the people who are being accused like defending themselves so there's like there's no actual understanding of like what is going on <laughs> Uh huh. And then, I mean, the movie ends, and there's a big chase sequence Wait, with the ghost. Forgot and the ghost the doesn't shoots what? the ghost. Oh yeah, they try to shoot the ghost, which is it worked. Interesting. It's weird. It's like a ghost, but it's also like a zombie-looking thing. It's weird. Black. Very odd. It also doesn't like water for some That's reason. Cool. It's like not explained. Water. Yeah, right. Pictures hate water. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then at the end, they end up in the dark. Or it's the our bird, our bird, our main character, bird, and the ghost end up in the dark room of the school, all where that guy, the like creepy pedophile dad, yeah. got murdered and is now possessing this camera. And they have like a fight. And the girl ends up taking a picture of the ghost, but her fingers get in the picture, but she tries to destroy the picture and she like hurts herself, but yeah. she kills the ghost and sets it on fire and all is good in the world. And then at the end, she like is like, I have one last thing to do. And she chucks the camera in the, in the river. That's and it. that's yeah. it. That's the movie. Nothing else. She just burns Nothing off her else. fingies and yoinks the camera into a river. You got to do what you got to do. You got any final thoughts on this movie? Yeah, I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I thought it was decent. It was kind of boring, but I'm glad it was a short. It would have been better if I could see what was happening. Like, that would be a step up. Um, Yeah. It, the acting wasn't too terrible. They actually got some good actors, like Sarah Palmer, like I mentioned, and they also had 
the girl at the beginning who got killed was uh, Cheryl Blossom or whatever her last name is from Riverdale, which we love. Camera yeah. done. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, it wasn't too terrible, but it was just like they did not follow through with what they needed to. Like, nothing was delivered. Yeah. Because the first. It certainly was all right. It honestly, they could have. Yeah. Like, they seemed like they were in the third act of the movie, like, four months in. Yeah, for, like, half of the movie. It's just, it was... How many, um, how many spooky Polaroid cameras would you give this out of five, Joe? I would give this three scarves out of five spooky cameras. Three scarves out of five spooky cameras. Because both are kind of irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) all right well i think that's gonna be it for this week so thank you for listening and bye